Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure, as always, to have you here listening. If you're an OG, welcome back. If you're new, welcome. I'm happy that you found this show and also curious as to how you found it. It's always neat when I get to connect with y'all on Instagram or meet you in real life to always ask the question like, what episode brought you to the show or how did you find it? And I just always think it's so interesting. I know for me personally, some of my favorite podcasts, the little like weird ways that I found them, you know, like just seeing it on somebody's random story or hearing about it in conversation or starting on like one specific episode and then just kind of like falling into a rhythm and groove with that specific podcast. I always think it's so neat and just another fun way to see how things connect and all the little all the little ways that bring us all together when you know you're just sort of meant to find something. So always a fun time and always happy to hear that (laughs) if you do want to reach out on Instagram and we can connect on that. But deep breath in, Emily. I was chatting on a roll there, not breathing in between words. But I have a solo episode coming at you tonight. I've been doing more and more of these and just really loving it. Just between giving life updates for those of you that care, but also just kind of intertwining these lessons and things and realizations that I have along the way. I I personally really love that type of podcast episode, and so hopefully it resonates with you. But boy, do I have a lot for this one. Uh, more so, like I said, life updates with lessons, realizations sprinkled throughout. But I guess just to really get the ball rolling... There was this time last week, many eons ago, last week, uh, I got really sick. And I'm one of those people that gets sick maybe once a year. And when I do get sick, it's the same symptoms, last the same amount of time, like very plain drain, rather boring if I must say so. And uh, no, I'm very thankful that that's all I have, you know, usually gotten. But for the past year and a half, my immune system must just be shot uh, you know, who knows from what and why, but I've just been sick a lot. Granted, yeah, like towards the beginning of the pandemic, I, of course, as most of us have at this point, got COVID. But then besides that, just like getting these like four or five day long little like head colds, they really just take me out. And I had this in the winter. And so I thought I was kind of done for my like yearly quota, you know, but last week, all of a sudden, I thought it was just allergies because everybody was having allergies. And then like within a day, I was just knocked like flat on my ass. Thankfully, it aligned with my days off. But I went from like one day where I started feeling like very like congested and sort of like tired, achy. And then the next day woke up on my day off and I was just like obliterated. Like I, I, I just had the most such severe congestion in my lungs, like not even in my nose, but just in my lungs, like I had this horrible hacking cough, like back reminiscent of my days when I used to get bronchitis all the way. And then I just had such insane fatigue. Like I am someone, I'm a Capricorn Taurus. Like I work, work, work. I go, go, go. I am nonstop energy for the most part. Whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. Anywho, I, on these two days I had off, literally was napping or trying to nap or trying to sleep more hours than I was awake during the day. Like granted, when I was sleeping, I was not sleeping well at all because I'd wake up like coughing a lung out. But w- no, regardless of that, I'd like get up 
try to make something to eat, be nauseous, hardly be able to eat, and then have to like sit down and then fall asleep. And then I'd wake up and I just would be like sitting on my couch, unable, like not even able to scroll Instagram, not even able to watch a movie, just so mentally like zoned out and spaced out that I would just have to sit there and literally just like stare at the sky or stare at the wall. And it was so, it was almost like scary because I was like, this fatigue is next level. And like, why is it, it's to the point where like, I can't even get on my phone. I can't even like watch movies. Like all I can do is sit or lay here and just like zone the fuck out. And so during this time, as I was like so sick and just like literally bound to my couch and then the occasional walk with Timber, trying to go out and like, you know, be out in the world if I could for a little walk, whatever, I had a lot of time to think. And I had lots of thoughts (laughs) and some of them were very like incoherent because I was in a fever state for most of these days off. So I'm sure a lot of it was a fever dream, but I had a lot of thoughts and I did a lot of thinking and I came to a lot of realizations and I just really had like a mini existential crisis, but I was so fatigued that I was really like expressionless. (laughs) So I would just be like sitting on my couch, staring at the wall, having like my mind blown open by this realization and internalized crisis. But you would never guess it from the outside. But anywho, I had all these, you know, thoughts and realizations. How many times can I say those words? Oh my goodness. Anywho, and it just led to a lot to come afterwards. And so that's where the story is going, okay? So I had to set the scene. And my heart goes out to you if you've been sick like this or sick recently. Like, I just, I always forget how much it fucking sucks to just be like knocked down and not able to do anything. And it's like, we're already all behind on life. And then just when you think you're about to start catching up, life's like, boom, take this sick, you know, sick sucker. What was I trying to say there? Take this bitch. Take this bitch. That sounds better. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to get you sick. And so then you're sick. And then it's just like everything on your to-do list gets to the wayside. Like I couldn't even do laundry. I couldn't grocery shop. I couldn't clean. My apartment was a war zone. Tissues. It was disgusting. Yeah. Let's not get into that. Anywho. Moving on to the things and realizations. (sighs) Okay, so before this all happened and in previous episodes, I had mentioned and brought up this guy that I was seeing. And as I mentioned in a previous, previous episode, a few back, I don't like date. I've been in literally zero relationships. I've kind of been on and off with a guy for a month for the longest since moving to Austin, two guys. And then this most recent guy we'd kind of reached almost like a two-month mark of seeing each other. And it was going great. I've never felt so comfortable like with a guy besides my like gay best friends and my other guy best friends that are also very feminine. Um, and so it was very new to me to feel this way with a guy. And it took me a lot of time and a lot of dates to really like let my walls down, but I did it. And I, I really liked him. He was truly perfect like I mean if you're in Austin and you're looking for somebody like I actually no I can't I couldn't hook you up with him because I still like I I'm still not like over it entirely but he's just like the perfect guy perfect in so many ways treated me like a queen like I I there would just be times where I just start like laughing when we were together because I was like how could someone be so perfect and treat me so perfectly and like a queen and like I don't deserve this and like I I was just a lot of times like kind of shocked and I didn't know how to respond because I've I've just never really been treated that way by somebody interested in me. And I would always have the question in my mind and to my friends, like, I just don't understand what he sees in me. Like, how could he 
who is like so up there on the level of like quote unquote perfection be interested in someone like me right and I know that's a very self-deprecating thought and I know of course all my friends would be like oh shut up that's not true blah 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 but like it's how I feel okay and like at the end of the day that's what matters it's how I perceive myself and I perceive myself with you know struggling body image struggling self-worth struggling like everything and so my self-esteem and self-value is very very low so I was just struggling with that and then also just I'm in such a like not stable place in life right now like I know life will never be grandiose and perfect and all that shit but I feel like my life is not yet like stabilized and even the slightest I'm about to you know make career changes hopefully soon I'm kind of like up in the air when it comes to like this sort of like self-work I'm doing trying to like really get a grasp on my depression and anxiety and grief and body image and recovery from an eating disorder and so there's just so much happening and it felt like when I was trying to also add this amazing guy into my life I just felt like I was barely treading water once again and it felt like I was pulling my stretching myself too thin because any like free time I had from work it was like okay do I hang out with a friend do I hang out with this guy or do I like choose to do something for myself you know like a night in or yoga or whatever and I would all and since I don't have much free time I'd always kind of feel like you know this is my one free night okay like I better like spend it with him or I have two free nights, like one's for friends, one's for him, and then I'm left with like no free night or whatever it was. And obviously, like this is something I probably could have communicated to people in my life, but I'm also in the stage where I'm trying to show up better as a friend. And I feel very good about the friendships I've been able to rekindle in the last few months after a lot of time of me like not prioritizing friendships. So I feel like I'm finally getting to a good place of showing up for my friends, showing up for work, and starting to show up for myself. And adding this guy into the mix just really like (laughs) threw a wrench in that plan because suddenly like the time I had to show up for my friends or myself was now like getting like one more spoke added to the wheel. And it was like also show up for this guy. And I know that that's what a relationship is about. It's about being able to show up for yourself and for another and for everything that is in your life. And so it took me time, but I just realized that I'm not in a stage in life where I can do that. And so I'm not very like proud of myself for how I broke things off with him because I, I was in a really bad place that day and we were supposed to meet in person and I just, a few hours beforehand, just sort of like was in a near like panic attack and was just like, I can't do this. If I see him, I might not have the courage to like actually break things off because I really do like him, but I just know that I can't show up for him and he deserves so much more than what I can give him in this stage of life. And I'm not really ready to be like tied down to another person or even in a relationship. And he, he is like, he is, he's in a great state of life, stage of life for that. And he is built for that and perfect for that. But I, he deserves more because I can't, I can't be that for him. And so I was really afraid that if I, you know, met him in person, I'd back out or I would just sort of like crumble and cry or like kind of have this mini like anxiety attack. And so I did it via text and, um, I don't know. It just really hurts to hurt another person. And especially when they are, you know, very into you and you care about them. And it just hurts to hurt them and then also hurts to kind of have that honesty like thrown right back at you. And so 
I don't know. It was just like a tumultuous day and a few days after. And even now, I still am like, did I make the right choice? Blah, blah, blah. But I, I ultimately think I do. I think, you know, maybe some of you resonate with this. Maybe you've been there before. Maybe you're at the stage right now. But I just, I think I, I'm doing us both a service in the long run by kind of like cutting the cord now before even more feelings got attached and then things began to spiral because I'm just ultimately not in a stage of life for this right now and I think if I kept at it I would just continue to spiral and like microwaves until eventually like I would just spiral out of control and I would be like so stretched thin and I wouldn't be showing up for myself and I would just kind of reverse all the work that I've been doing to really better my life for me so that I can be there for others and can have others in my life. So all that being said, very sad to kind of lose what was a good thing in my life. But um, I don't know. When the time's right, the time will be right and I'll know. And, you know, if I'm meant to be somebody, they'll be in my life. And if not, things will move differently. So I'm sticking with that. But nevertheless kind of sucks that was my first like breakup I ever had to do and yeah highly do not recommend <laughs> JK JK if you if a relationship is not meant for you get out of it but yeah all that being said what's also sad <laughs> sorry this is just the perfect time to transition into this little side note um my vibrator like caught on fire the other night and I know immediately you're probably like wow what the fuck were you doing I swear, like, nothing. I use my vibrator maybe, like, two, three times a week. And granted, I've had it for about a year and a half now. It's the Woo More Play one. And I love it. It's great. But I don't, I don't really know what happened. Like, I, I went to plug it in that night because it was dying. And I plugged it into charge. <laughs> Woke up in the morning and smelled like something burning in my apartment. Like, like, like an electrical burn. You know, and you'll know the smell if you know it. The girls that get it, get it. Electrical burn. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's not good. You know, where's a wire? Is there fire? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm going all around, cannot find it, and then realize the smell's coming from my bathroom. Like, well, nothing, I don't leave anything plugged in. Like, no hair dryer, anything. I don't leave anything plugged in because I'm so, like, worried about stuff like this. And then I realized, like, underneath, the, like, my, oh, maybe, maybe some clothes had fallen on it. No, no clothes had fallen on it. Because then I looked down and I realized, like, Oh, I did have something charging last night. My vibrator. And it was sitting there on the counter. Nothing was covering it. It was uncovered. It was sitting on my counter because I looked down and there's like a pile of brown ash next to my vibrator. And I like leaned down and immediately like my entire nostrils are just like coated in the smell of like burning plastic, burning electrical, whatever. And I looked and like part of the like design of the vibrator looks like it's like melted from the inside out, like kind of like shrunken and shit. Like, definitely, like, disformed, disfigured. And and there's this pile of, like, ash next to it. And, like, ash still on the vibrator. And I was just, like, oh, my God. Like, so freaked out and sad because, like, my fucking vibrator's gone. The guy in my life is gone. <laughs> like, your girl is going to be, like, left high and dry for a hot second here. And I was just, like, well, damn, this is, like, the most inconvenient timing ever in the history, I suppose. And so I, I was afraid to like turn it on or anything for a while in case it like spontaneously combust. So tonight, like a few days after this all, I went to turn it on and it wouldn't turn on. So I'm trying to charge it again 
and I don't smell anything burning yet, but I'm just curious to see what happens. I did email One More Play. I highly recommend it. I think this is probably just a fluke, but I highly recommend it. Great vibrator. But I did email them because I'm like, I don't know if this is a common issue, if you've had people report about it. I'm kind of hoping they send me a new one because I think this is like a manufacturing mistake. Maybe not. I don't know. But still, I hope they send me a new one because vibrators are not cheap. Worth it? Yes. But not cheap. Like you got to put the money up front first, you know, just like with all, well, some good things in life. But anywho, that was an interesting story. I was telling my friends the other day and I started the story out with, yeah, so the other night my <laughs> vibrator caught on fire just to be dramatic. But anyway, it's a good conversation starter. So, uh, well, let's hope I get another one. But moving on, next thing. <laughs> um, I also shared in last week's episode about my struggles with work lately and how I love my job, but it is emotionally, mentally, and physically draining. I am constantly left exhausted. I've been doing it for a long time now, and I feel like I've just reached, like I've plateaued in terms of growth and learning, and I'm just ready for something different. And I had applied for what would literally be like an ideal dream position situation as a personal and executive assistant. So I'd be helping in the executive business side of things, but then also on a personal level, you know, with like meal prep, running returns, whatever. So if you know me, you know that's kind of like the best of both worlds for me and a field in which I thrive. Like I do best when I'm helping somebody and it's in my nurturing, like caring instinct. So the role was like truly a dream. And the business itself, I absolutely adore. I adore the team. Like I, I was going to be over the moon if I got it. And I, I was trying to not get too excited, but I truly did think I would get it. And I think I just, I, it took a while for me to hear back from them. So I think I just let like one too many thoughts creep in about like how great it would be to get to the role. And then I found out a few days ago that I did not get it. I was like right next in line, but one more person kind of beat me out for it. And um, it was good. The, the woman I had been, you know, talking to and applying for the role with, she was like, we really, really liked you and you're our next ch- choice if anything, you know, happens. So I'm hoping, you know, in the future something opens up with them, but it was just very depressing. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know, maybe that's not the right term, but I just like felt myself instantly deflate. And I think part of that comes from a, just kind of having this like little dream that I let start to build suddenly just dissipate and then be also it was just something to do with self-worth like I I didn't go to college I don't have a degree I don't have formal training in anything um yes I've built a name for myself through podcasting and Instagram and I've gotten many like virtual assistant gigs and freelancing opportunities and I went from serving to co-managing at a very successful restaurant like I've done a lot I've accomplished a lot but at the end of the day like I've only been able to do those things by having someone have like faith in me, give me an opportunity, and then I show up and I show up. Like I you give me you give me the chance and I will show up and I will do the job and I will excel and I will I will go leaps and bounds. But I just I need that foot in the door and I need somebody to give me the chance. Um, because I don't have a degree or a real big resume or anything like that to really fall back on at the end of the day. And so I think the fact that I even made it so far in this like interview process and to be like the second pick um, is still amazing because it still shows like I was able to get that far with truly nothing but like my 
my own work ethic and my endeavors and all everything that I kind of like have to show for myself. But it was also just hard to be like, <laughs> I just, I don't know what, how many opportunities I can get with that. Like, I don't know if I'm even saying that right. But I'm sure some of you, even with a college degree or training, can relate to this, where it's like you kind of feel like you you have this chance and this opportunity, and then when it's taken away from you, it's kind of like, well, I'll never get that again. Or like, when when am I going to get this again? You know, and it just kind of feels like a balloon's been, a, you're the balloon and you're deflating because you were trying, 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 putting yourself out there, like doing the work, showing up, whatever, and then it just gets like snatched away, and it's kind of like, well that's done, you know, and then people in your life are like, okay, well, there will be something else, blah, 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 and it's like, well, yeah, but, like, I just spent X amount of time, like, building up for this, this, and, like, now it's gone, and, like, I don't know, maybe some of you, you know, you kind of have a plan A and a plan B, and sometimes I do that, but for this, I was just kind of like, I want this plan A, and I want it so bad that I didn't, I didn't plan for a plan B, and I, I don't know, like, what to do now, like, I'll stay with my job, and I'll do it, but, like, I, I need to find something else, and now I, I feel like I'm back to square, you know, square one, and it just feels, like, very, I feel a lot of pressure of, like, where, what other opportunity will I find where, like, they could even consider me without a degree and without formal training, you know, like, this, this one I applied for was, like, kind of a special circumstance in which, you know, I, I was able to show up and explain myself for what I'm worth without those degrees and papers. But I don't know how many other employers will give me that chance and that opportunity or how to even find those opportunities. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just like frustrating, I suppose. And I guess, you know, that's the path I chose when I decided to not do college. But I, I don't know. So I, I just kind of fell into quite like the depressive spell. And I guess that was really like the first job I had ever applied for and not gotten. I've been lucky so forth that every job or opportunity I've really like put myself forth that in like actually was like invested in like I want this, I've gotten. Um, there have been like little things here and there where I was kind of like, well, you know, I'll apply, see what happens and didn't get it. But I wasn't really attached. This one I was definitely attached and I, yeah, no, it just sort of sucks, you know. I'm sure many of you relate, but if you have any advice on how to kind of get over that and start the search again and get your morales back up, let me know. Um, I don't know what to do right now, so instead I spontaneously booked a trip to California <laughs> with my best friend. <clears throat> uh, he was going anyway. I was kind of joking like a week ago, like, oh, if I don't get the job, maybe I'll just go to California and like run away from my depress- depression. And then a few days later, I didn't get the job and I texted him and I was like, yeah, so didn't get the job, might be joining you in California, LOL. And then here I am flying out in two days. So yeah, I, part of me is like, Emily, you're just running away from your problems, but a bigger part. And I think what's actually true is that I just need a break and I need time away. And I'm sure you can relate whether you're in college, a job with your family, in a relationship, whatever it is. Sometimes like there's just so much overwhelming pressure with all the little like needs and responsibilities in your day to day. And I just feel like I, I can't breathe right now. Like I, between work, my personal like life struggles, working on myself, taking care of like the dog and three cats, appointments and times and being called in last minute to work and emergencies. Like I just, every time I try to make time for myself to plan for like what's next, like what could be my next career change? 
what's the next freelance opportunity? What's the next like creative pursuit with the podcast or Instagram? Something comes up and I get distracted and then I get pulled into something else and then I just get caught in the cycle and loop. And I just, I need a break from it all. I need to be somewhere where I don't have any responsibilities for the day besides feeding myself and making sure I get in some sort of movement. And I need that time so that I can just like distance from everything else, all the little like day-to-day things that are pulling at me 24-7 and have that time to just think and feel and plan. And I know that's a privilege, but also I haven't had a vacation in two-ish years since before the pandemic and my only trips outside and my only time off work have been to go home for a funeral and for other unple- you know unpleasant unpleasant um, life circumstances so I, I more than so deserve this break and I need it and I want it so very thankful for people in my life that have stepped up to help you know watch the animals and cover for me at work but like damn if anything, just take this as like a just a reminder to like create that space and time for yourself before you reach such a point as I, <laughs> where you're like, if I don't go on a trip spontaneously, I'm going to have a fucking panic attack. Like, please care for yourself before you reach this point because you will save a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of stress. I wish I had been caring for myself more so, so that I wasn't at this point now where I literally said to my, you know, friend and manager the other day, like, I'm sorry to do this, but if I don't go to California like last minute, I might like actually lose my mind and have a panic attack during my next shift. Like I just, that's the point I'm at. So please stop and care for yourself before this happens or before you get sick or before any of those things. It's like I always say, tap the brakes before you have to like come to a screeching halt. Slow down before life throws a boulder in your path and slows slows you down for you. However, I'm supposed to say that, but yeah, so that'd be that. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to touch on, cause I think it goes into literally everything I talked about today was I'm reading the book when things fall apart by Pema Chodron. And I've mentioned this before. I've read it before. This is my second time reading it. Um, I've turned a few friends onto it. I literally mention it all the time, <laughs> but it's because I want to influence you, you all to read it. If there's one thing I want to influence in my life, it's to read that book and the book Atomic Habits and for people to freely eat chocolate and not worry about like diet culture. <laughs> like there's just these little things that I really want the world to take away from my page and my content. And this book is one of them, When Things Fall Apart. And it worked out that the chapter I picked tonight, it's just one of those books where like no matter where you're at in the book, you pick it up and you start reading And no matter what, that chapter relates to what is happening in your life right now. I swear it's some sort of magic. I don't understand like how, but damn, like it just always hits. And so I picked it up tonight and sure enough, the chapter like deeply, deeply resonated and that it was talking about these things called like the eight dharmas. And it was essentially saying how so often we get stuck and fluctuating between these eight, but like broken down into four pairs of um, sort of like expressions and emotions and feelings and sensations. So it's, shit, I don't have the book on me right now and I don't feel like getting it, but it's like the feeling of um, gain and loss, pain and pleasure, praise and uh, criticism, and one other. 
but it's just saying how we get stuck in these cycles where we yo-yo between them, right? And when we're receiving praise and, you know, acknowledgement for the work we're doing or for what we're doing in life. So, oh, promotion at work. Oh, new job. Oh, you're moving. Oh, congrats. Oh, you're doing great. Like we ride that high, high, high. And then on the flip side, the moment we receive any sort of criticism or anything like that, we just like completely flip on the reverse side and spiral, right? And the same thing goes for pain and pleasure and the gaining and loss, gain, gain and loss idea. And it just, oh my gosh, it just like resonated so deeply because I was like, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm stuck in this like back and forth yo-yo where something good happens in life and I'm so excited and riding cloud nine. And then something that I identify as not so good or pain or loss or criticism happens and suddenly I'm spiraling and I'm depressed again and I'm on the verge of a panic attack and then I'm on the high again. And it's just so exhausting to be riding that constant high. And sure, that's part of the beautiful chaos of life as well. But I think we can reach a point where it's not as common that that is happening. It's not our default, right? We're not so reactive. We're more like stabilized. We're more, you know, like, I don't know, at ease, at calm. And so I'm just trying to get that way because I I just so often fall into that, like, of course that happened mindset or like, of course, you know, like, fuck me. Like, that's my life, blah, blah, blah. You know, like no good ever happens. And it's just like, I don't know. That's not the type of energy I want to be putting out into the world or bringing in. Like, I, I just have these friends in my life that I admire so much because something like this job opportunity and then losing it comes up and yeah, they're going to be hurt a little bit, but they're not going to like completely spiral like I did. And it's because they, they can take in that pain or that loss and just almost like neutralize it and, you know, accept that they're saddened or, you know, whatever by the loss of the opportunity, but also just also have that immediate reminder of there will be something else or it wasn't meant to be or whatever it was. And like, I know I can do that because I get to that point eventually but I'm just still stuck in this like immediate reactive mode where I swing from a high to a low to a high to a low. And then with time and after like a week or two of moping around or depression or whatever, I sort of like ease into that mindset of like, oh yeah, it was for the best or something else comes up, whatever. I'm like, I want to get that, get to that point before. I want to work on like these principles and these dharmas and just sort of work on neutralizing them. So I'm not avoiding them. I'm not pushing them away. I'm accepting like emotion in all form, but I'm not like labeling it as like black and white, good and bad or anything like that anymore. I just think it would be a lot better, not only for my mental health, but for the people in my life so that I wasn't constantly like riding this yo-yo wave. Um, But I don't know. So it was just interesting, but I kind of like was rambling a bit there, but I just thought it was a neat concept and Hopefully it's enough to inspire you to get the book. I don't think it's that expensive. It's not very long at all. It's like, it's very, it's a beautiful book, beautiful cover, not too thick, like great size actually for traveling, keeping in your purse, backpack, whatever. And as I mentioned, it's one of those books you can just read over and over because it it is very deep at times. So it's not like you remember like what happens next in the plot. Uh, It's sort of like every time you read it, you take it in a new way. And I think that's the magic of the book is that you, every time you come back to it, you've grown in some way. And so you take things in differently. You take it in at it, with, it, with a deeper meaning or you're actually able to apply the change in your life. So 10 out of 10 recommend. We'll try to link it below if I remember. 
Um, but yeah, very good. So I think that was about it for this episode. I actually need to get to sleep. I'm trying, I'm trying to get my sleep schedule back on track and I have like a few early mornings here. So I'm going to try to be to sleep. Well, I was going to try to be to sleep by 9.30, but it's 9.22. I still have to shower, see if my vibrator is working <laughs> and probably like clean something in my apartment. I don't know. So hopefully I'll be in bed by 10 p.m. But all fellow grandmas, can you not, or grandpas, maybe you're a guy listening to this. Um, but yeah, so. Anywho, I'm going to wrap things up. Thank you for listening. Hope this episode wasn't too weird or all over the place for you. Let me know if it did resonate because, as I mentioned before, very low self-esteem here, so all validation is welcome. And I hope you all join us for the next one. Maybe it'll be an interview. Maybe it'll be another solo. Who knows? I have not planned anything yet, so better get on that. Maybe on this trip to California, I'll finally get my life put together. JK, we're joking. That'll never happen. Anywho, goodbye, good night, good day, whatever, wherever you're listening to this, and I'll see you next time. Talk to you next time. Bye.